Welcome to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. It's time to talk about the ninth word. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. This podcast is all about the truth, and that's no lie. Let's talk about it. If you didn't know, the Torah is the first five books of the Bible. Understanding and believing the Torah gives context to the rest of the Bible. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our listeners in Peru and Mississippi. Listen out for Red Pill Torah on a radio station near you. Hey, Daddy. When I think about what's happening in our country over the past few years and what is reported as truth, I am more and more convinced that we are living in the last days. Hmm. The things we've seen and information we have received can sometimes be so contrary to what's being reported by the news media, politicians, or those in science that it makes one wonder, what is the truth? Depending on which sources one uses to get information, people can get entirely different impressions of what is actually happening. The end results of this is confusion, division, mistrust, and fear. I agree with you, and I think it's a dangerous situation. A cohesive society depends on several things. One of them is the assumption that you can trust what you're being told, particularly when it comes from authorities and sources that are supposed to be unbiased. If these sources are no longer trustworthy, where does one go for reliable information? As children of the Most High Elohim, we know that our source is Jehovah and His Word. Mm -hmm. Now more than ever, the Bible reads like a newspaper. More prophecies are being fulfilled as we speak, and as we continue to study, Jehovah's Scriptures are telling us how to recognize the end times, what to expect, and what to do in the interim. In the book of Isaiah, Isaiah shared the very words of Jehovah in chapter 46, verses 9 and 10. He wrote, Remember things that have happened at the beginning, long ago, that I am Elohim and there is no other. I am Elohim and there is none like me. At the beginning I announce the end, proclaim in advance things not yet done. And I said that my plan will hold. I will do everything I please to do. Amen, Mama. The Word of Elohim is our roadmap, providing context for what's happening around us and a path to the New Jerusalem. We can rely on the testimony of Elohim. Everything He says will happen, will happen, and what He forbids must be avoided. That brings us to the ninth word, found in Exodus chapter 20, verse 16. In Hebrew, it says, Lo ta'ane verecha ed shaker. In King James English, we know it as, Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. So, Mama, there's a lot in this instruction. Let's get right to it. Okay. From last week, we learned that the word lo means no or don't. The Hebrew word in this commandment is anah, which means to answer someone. The next Hebrew word, reah, means companion, friend, fellow citizen, or someone with whom you share a connection with of some sort. In this case, the King James translates it using the word neighbor. Yeshua HaMashiach explained who our neighbor is in Luke 
Chapter 10. When answering a question a lawyer had regarding how he could inherit eternal life, Yeshua replied with the Shema. Check out our episode 101 titled Shema Israel for more information on the Shema. Every believer in the Elohim of Israel needs to know what the Shema is. After Yeshua answered the lawyer's question, he asked Yeshua another question. The lawyer asked, So who's my neighbor? Reading from verse 30, Yeshua responded, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him naked and beat him up, then went off leaving him half dead. By coincidence, a priest was going down that road, but when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite who reached the place and saw him also passed by on the other side. But a man from Samaria who was traveling came upon him, and when he saw him, he was moved with compassion. So he went up to him, put oil and wine on his wounds, and bandaged them. Then he set him on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two days' wages, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Look after him, and if you spend more than this, I'll pay you back when I return. Of these three... Which one seems to you to have been the neighbor to the man who fell among robbers? The lawyer answered, The one who showed mercy towards him. Yeshua said to him, You go and do as he did. In the sight of Yeshua, the living Torah, your neighbor is whoever you come in contact with. Next, we have the Hebrew word ed, which means an object, person, or group that gives evidence or attesting to certain facts or events. The key here is that the Ed is an eyewitness to what happened and is not relying on hearsay, even if it's from a credible source. Not only is it a sin to testify about things one hasn't seen, Leviticus chapter 5 verse 1 says, If a person who is a witness sworn to testify sins by refusing to tell what he has seen or heard about a matter, he must bear the consequences. It is sin to not tell what you have seen, and it is sin to lie about something that you don't have first-hand knowledge of. This is an indication of how serious it is to our Elohim that the whole truth be considered in a matter. If you saw something, Elohim holds you responsible for speaking the truth about what you saw. If you don't, you're guilty in His sight. On the west side of town, they used to say that snitches get stitches. Mm, heard that. That means if you tell what you know to the authorities, someone will harm you. Daddy, based on what you read, it sounds like a witness needs to decide who they fear more. People on the west side of town or the Elohim of Israel. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, Yeshua said, Do not fear those who kill the body, but are powerless to kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. The last Hebrew word in the ninth commandment is sheker. It simply means false, a lie, or a deception. A literal translation of the ninth commandment might be, don't answer against another person a witness that is false. Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 20 reiterates this instruction almost word for word. The context of the ninth word is based on a legal proceeding or some instance in which another person's fate or outcome depends on the truthfulness of your testimony. 
This may be the most important application of this commandment. Just as it applies in this critical type of situation, the need to be truthful applies in other situations as well. When we rightly divide the word of truth, we can't ignore the day-to-day occasions in which we need to tell the truth, like when we're doing our job, playing a game, or when interacting with others socially. Just as some refer to the ten words as Yehovah's top ten list of what he wants from us, Yehovah has a top seven things that he hates. We find that list in Proverbs 6. Reading from verse 16, it says, There are six things Yehovah hates, seven which he detests. A haughty look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that plots wicked schemes, feet swift to run to do evil, a false witness who lies with every breath, and him who sows strife among brethren. Daddy, this is quite a list. I hope our listeners caught the second and sixth thing on the list, a lying tongue and a false witness who lies with every breath. This type of person is mentioned again later in the book of Proverbs, chapter 19, verse 5. It reads, A false witness will not go unpunished. Whoever breathes out lies will not escape. Wow, Mama. It's clear that the Elohim of Israel is all about the truth. Mm -hmm. His people can't be associated with lying or bearing false witness. And if they are, there's a penalty. By the way, can we go back to what you read in Proverbs 6? Okay. Uh, What did you see there? The last of the seven things Elohim hates is a person who sows strife among brothers. Now, a lying tongue... And a false witness are two good ways to sow discord between the brethren. Mm -hmm. Now, it's easy to see how being truthful relates to loving one's neighbor as oneself. People who aren't truthful can do a lot of damage in an otherwise orderly society. I agree. Proverbs 25 verse 19 gives a vivid, painful description of what it's like to trust in people who are not truthful. It says... Relying on untrustworthy people in a time of trouble is like relying on a broken tooth or a foot out of joint. Ouch. The last thing you want to do is try to chew with a broken tooth or walk with a sprained ankle. Anyone who's done it knows the pain is unimaginable. This is how we should avoid being that type of person or engaging with that type of person. The Hebrew word used for untrustworthy is bagad. It means to act deceitfully. The scripture directs us to act in a more honorable manner. Amen, Mama. James 5, verse 12 has really good direction for us. It says, Above all, brothers, stop swearing oaths, not by heaven, not by the earth, and not by any other formula. Rather, let your yes be simply yes, and your no simply no, so that you won't fall under condemnation. So giving simple, plain-spoken, and truthful answers in every situation keeps things easy for all parties concerned. Now might be a good time for our favorite question. What would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and tell a little white lie because it was convenient or it helped you to stay out of trouble? Or would you take the red pill? and speak honestly about what you personally witnessed, because that's what our Heavenly Father requires of us. Only you can answer that question. Revelation is the last book of the New Testament. In two scriptures, it tells us about how people who bear false witness will end up. 
Revelation chapter 21 verse 27 describes the holy city, New Jerusalem. It says, Nothing impure may enter it, nor anyone who does shameful things or lies. The only ones who may enter are those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Revelation 22 verses 14 and 15 are also talking about New Jerusalem, our ultimate home. It says, How blessed are those who wash their robes, so that they have the right to eat from the tree of life and go through the gates into the city. Outside are people described as dogs, those involved with the occult and with drugs, the sexually immoral, murderers, idol worshipers, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. Mama, everywhere we read, we seem to see that the Father wants us to keep his instructions, even in Revelations. You're right, Daddy, and I'm sure we'll find that even more. However, that's all we have time for today. Please join us next week when we discuss the 10th word. Thank you for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Tour, where you can handle the truth.